Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Weekly Awakening Podcast. It is your host, Cosmic Colleen, and I am back from vacation. I came in this morning, and I'm happy to get this out to you on Tuesday. If you remember last week, I was not sure, but I'm delivering. It is the summer solstice today. Happy summer solstice. We're going to talk about that. I hope everyone has a magical and beautiful next six months. Personally, I actually I love summertime so much. But I like the winter solstice a little bit better. It's sort of like, I don't know, there's something about going inward in the darkness, which I love. And then I like that it is then extending into the light and that it gets lighter. So we have that to look forward to. And the one thing I don't like about the summer solstice is that from this point on, it gets darker. So I do kind of prefer the winter solstice, but I'm happy with both. So happy summer solstice. This week, we are going to talk about the sun and cancer I want to talk about a little bit of a takeaway from the Gemini season, as well as um, Venus trine Pluto, and how my vacation was and how the astrology of the week played out in my vacation. I want to remind everyone to follow me on social media, Cosmic Colleen, 1C. Uh, on TikTok, definitely follow me on there on Instagram. TikTok, probably even more because I post daily astrology videos. However, I did none while I was on vacation, which was very good. But normally I'll post different things. I do this episode, I do my notes, I sit with it, I meditate it. And then during the week in between clients, when I'm driving around, all day long I'm thinking of astrology. So astrology just pops into my head. And I said, oh my God, I want to talk about this. This is another way this transit is going to conspire and I will do it. So definitely follow me on there. Uh, thank you again for all of the support. I know I say it every year. I mean, every episode, but I'm so grateful for you guys. And the best way to support this podcast right now is to like, share, rate, review, subscribe, send this to someone, just get my name out there. And thank you for those that keep continuing to do that every week. I love you and I'm grateful for you. Okay. So I went on vacation, and that was great with the family. This was the first family vacation that we didn't get into a fight. My mom, my sister, and I, my entire life, we used to get into lots of crazy fights, which I've talked about. We had a very aggressive family, you could say, the typical Irish family. You would, Irish Catholic, you'd say F off and then have to go to bed to, you know, without anything. We'd have to go to bed and say, I love you, good night, even though we just were ripping each other's faces off. And I guess we all grew up, you know, my sister's almost 40, I'm just turned 34, and I'm like, oh my god, we had our first family vacation where none of us fought. So that was a pretty exciting thing. I want to talk about how some of the astrology transits played out. I talked a little bit about last week um, with the Jupiter and the full moon. I hope everyone had a good full moon. And the traveling, my kids did great that morning, getting up at 4 a.m., I couldn't believe it. They did so good with traveling, but... These are some funny stories this week. The big transit last week was really only Venus squared uh, Saturn and how at the end of the week, in the weekend, how that played out on our trip is obviously the kids were a little bit wonky. However, Thursday into Sunday morning, we were just slow. <laughs> we were slow to getting up. We were slow to figuring out what we wanted to do. We were just lounging in the ocean for hours. We were slow to figure out what we wanted to eat and just move. And we were just stuck and napping. And we had a great time, a blast. And we were having fun in that. But the energy was just very slow. And we just allowed that to play out. It was so relaxing. I could just sit in the Gulf of Mexico. It's so peaceful and 
the salt on the skin. It's so salty, you know, beyond a normal salt. So it was really, really nice. But that was one way that that played out, Venus. And then this is sort of funny. So Saturday night, Venus starts squaring Neptune. And this feels very Venus square Neptune. And we're sitting outside just talking, whatever, hanging out. My sister's like, oh, did you see that psychic, Mrs. Dixon? My last name is Dixon. And her last name was Dixon. And she's like, we should go see it. And I have, you know, I'm all in on astrology and use that. So it's been a long time since I've seen like a quote unquote psychic or I work with friends that just do tarot. We just do that with each other. So it's been a long time. So I said, yeah, sure. Call her up. It's 830 on a Saturday night. And she was like, I think she called her at seven. And she was like, yeah, come over whenever 830. So my sister and I drove over there and it was at this house and this older woman, I mean, definitely not the psychic Mrs. Dixon, definitely not under 67, maybe 65. And she was drunk, (laughs) which was very, I guess, you know, Venus square Neptune. She was drunk. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get this amazing message. And I did take some stuff away from it, but the experience itself was sort of funny. So I get in there and she opens up the door. I don't know if she was sort, she was living. She had been live. She had been raised in Cincinnati, but living in Florida for a very long time. She had a little bit of an accent and we went outside of course, I'm getting bit like crazy, like a bit a hundred times. So I'm spraying myself. And I realized pretty quickly when she couldn't form exactly like full sentences in her eyes. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's a little drunk right now. <laughs> That's what we get for a Saturday night, you know, and I just took it for what it was. And I guess she did palm reading and whatever. I'm not doubting her ability to connect her intuition. However, she was drunk. So I think she did have a gift. Um, I didn't get much out of it, but I did get some things out of it. I tried to take away what I could. And it was a typical, like she charged over amount. And then halfway through, she started talking about, I didn't tell her at all that I worked with chakras, that I'm certified in Reiki level one. I didn't tell her that I even knew anything. And she's like, you need to unblock your, you know, your crown chakra, your crown chakra. And she's like, well, I can do that for you. If you want to work with me when you leave, we can do five sessions and I can clear all that. And I was just, okay, yeah, well, I'll get back to you when I get home. We'll see. And she said, okay, I have nothing else to tell to say to you. <laughs> and I was like, really? Just like that? I just paid this money and uh, you're only going to talk for 15 minutes. And once I told you that I wasn't going to do any more, you just cut it off. But that's how it was. She was very sweet, very nice. And again, she wasn't forming full sentences. I think we got maybe one or two full sentences. It was very like broken, but her English was not broken. Her words, she was just couldn't come up with the words. Virgo, gotta love her. And she did tell me two cards. She did tell me a few things though. Again, I try to take away, maybe there's still the message there. You know, the message was just very Neptunian, a little bit drunk, but there's definitely still a message there. So I took away a few things from what she had said. And, um, and my sister went and she had the very similar experience, you know, with everything. And at the end, the woman's like, make sure you tell no one tell no one nothing will happen if you tell no one you know she had the same experience but we both said well maybe the woman needed the money you know like the universe puts people in your place when you need money and I didn't even get mad about it I thought she didn't either I just said to my sister and she agreed I was like maybe the universe put us in her life because she really needed that you know that money that we gave her and so again I've just been sort of the, the certain words that she said and some of the cards she said, I've been internalizing and trying to see the message into that. But it was really kind of funny. That was my first experience ever having 
a drunken psychic tarot reading as well as palm reading, but I don't think she's really looking at my hands. Who knows? But shout out, Mrs. Dixon. Thank you. Maybe that will be mean one day. Thank you for the message. And again, I don't doubt her intuition, but a little bit drunk. That was pretty funny. So what I want to talk about with Gemini season, ending Gemini season. When I went on vacation, I did everything out of my normal routine. I didn't do any TikTok videos. I didn't do really other than posting my pictures for my vacation, which I enjoy doing. I didn't do anything social media astrology wise. I did nothing. And I just barely texted. I didn't do any hair appointments. I didn't do one little ounce of thing. I just sat with my kids, my family, and I had a good time. And then when I got back yesterday, I mean this morning, when I, but yesterday when I was like packing and leaving, I started to have you know, clarity, things I needed clarity on, things a uh, direction and what to do and where to go, you know, all those life questions, I started automatically being able to see them or have different answers or a different perspective. And same with today. I was really cleaning, going through things. I'm like, oh my God, it was like one week of just being out of my normal routine and I was able to see things clearly. I was able to understand, I was able to shift my perspective. So what's great about Gemini energy and Gemini season and Mercury in general is that it likes to not do the normal routine. When we do the routine day in and day out, sometimes we get stuck physically and sometimes we get stuck mentally. And we can't see beyond it and we can't see clarity and we can't always get the answers we need to know because we're doing the same thing over and over again. And I know it sounds silly. Some of you like routine. Some of you fix signs out there. Love that routine. However, if we can switch up our routine and not everyone can go, you know, have the time or whatever to take a whole vacation. But I challenge you this week, if you, you know, go somewhere different to get your daily coffee, drive a different way home, call a friend out of the blue, go to, instead of going to the gym, go for a walk, anything that is your normal daily routine, do opposite. And if you can go for a week, a week, two, totally out of, you know, or if you can just go on a vacation or escape to the woods for a few days, get out of your norm, get out of your box and be spontaneous. If people reach you this week and say, hey, I know it's been, you know, a long time and I, it's in an hour, but do you want to meet me in an hour? I just want to hang out. Go and do it. Be spontaneous. Be free and your perspective will shift and you'll be surprised the awareness you will gain just from getting out of the norm and getting your mind out of that routine, all of a sudden, new thoughts, new perspectives, new awareness will start flowing to you and freely to you. So that's what I hope everyone can take away from Gemini season now that we're entering the sun into Cancer is do something out of your routine. Again, especially if you're feeling mentally stuck. If you're doing everything spiritually that you need to do, meditating, all of that stuff, do it differently. Again, you will feel unstuck. So when we're doing the same thing, creating the same thing, our mind is going to think the same thing and we need to shift something in our energy in order to shift our mind. So definitely try that this week. I challenge you to that. So we have the summer solstice kicking off too. And again, I just went off about it, but we got another six months, our descent into darkness. <laughs> You're like, Colleen, it's late for so long. Yes, it is. But now we are descending into the darkness. And tonight is going to be a very bright night, which I love. What do you want these next six months to look like? How do you want to, what do you want to feel like? When I say that, do you want to feel more happiness? Do you want to feel more 
abundant? Do you want to feel more love? Do you want to feel more peace? Do you want to feel more contentment? Think about those. What things do you want to acquire? What things do you want to manifest? What do you want these next six months to look like? I want you to take a couple pieces of paper. Take one main piece of paper and write down a list of everything. Your goals, your manifestations for these next six months. It can be both emotionally, it can be spiritually, and it can be material. What do you want? And put that somewhere that you see every day or somewhere in your wallet that you'll take out and look at every day. I know it sounds hard. You know, our mind's like, what? Every day? Look at that. But it's a two-second thing to really take that out and look at it. And then focus on another piece of paper. Write down. Don't write focus unless you need to. (laughs) But on another piece of paper, write down what you want to feel. Again, is it love? Is it abundant? Is it peace, content, happiness? Take that word. You could take one or two, but I'd really suggest just one when it comes to the words. What do you really want in your life? Feeling. What feeling do you really want? And put that everywhere. Put it when you're driving in your dashboard where you see, let's say it's peace. You just see peace. You see peace. When you go into your bathroom, just say peace. And that is how we train our mind. And that is how we trigger our thinking to start to elevate, you know, because the energy we put out, the energy we get back, the thoughts, the things we think about, we create. We know that. We know that. Yet it's so hard to get, we all get caught up. I know I do. And the opposite of that. So I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to go with contentment, maybe. That seems to be a theme for me in this last year as I talk about, I don't know, I haven't thought about it yet, but. That just came to my mind. So write that down and really focus where you want to be at. And also take today and this week to celebrate you. Celebrate how far you've come since the winter fo- since the winter focus, since the winter solstice. Where have you come? Go back. If you guys wrote this, because I know I said this in the winter solstice episode. So if you guys did do the same thing in the winter solstice, go back and look at your manifestation list. Go look at what you wrote down. What came about these next these past six months, what transpired? How did these six months, if they want, if they didn't go as great as you had hoped, how can you take that and move forward in these next six months? How can you learn from that? How can you grow from that? That is going to be important. So I really want to hear, I want you guys to share with me, comment, message me, whatever. What are going to be, what's going to be your word? Let me know what is going to be your word, your six months word that you're going to work at. And I want to share it. If you guys send it to me, I'm going to share them next week what some of these words we wanted to talk about are. Okay. Now the sun in Cancer. You got the sun moving in to the moon's side. Sorry, still a little vacation yawn. The sun moving into the moon's sign of Cancer. The moon's home. Well, right away, we take a more strong feminine approach in our daily lives. We are mixing, and this can become a very harmonious time for the masculine and feminine. This is a very strong, particularly this week, I think is going to be a really, really strong week for the feminine energy. We got Venus trine Pluto, talk about major power, as well as the sun, which represents power, moving into Venus to Cancer, the moon sign. So this is going to be particularly, again, a very powerful, the feminine is going to take over this week. The feminine is going to be balanced with the masculine, but I think for the first week, it's going to be very strong feminine. And then as Venus you know, moves out of that trine with Pluto, it'll be more of a balance between the masculine and feminine. This is a positive place for power shifts. 
especially for the masculine and feminine. You know, again, this is about balancing. So if you're at work, if you're in a relationship, these might balance itself out. If there has been um, a really strong, what's the word I'm looking for? Opposite reaction. If you've been on the scale or balance, if you've been really stuck in the masculine the masculine's been taking over, you've been feeling that, then this is going to bring much more of a balanced, positive ship with the feminine. So more harmony and extra strong feminine power. When the sun is in cancer, it's funny, I feel like it's a time too with family, bringing family together, and it happens to be a big time that families go on vacation together and families see each other after a year-long time. It's sort of like the home, you know, comes into contact with... um, the collective and people go out they enjoy yet they're sort of enjoying under the moon's light if that makes sense so i want to read something i read something last week you know i love the classical seven planets source text because i just helps you know helps describe things and for the reminder i study ancient astrology hellenistic astrology there's nothing wrong with modern astrology i just have really been drawn to Hellenistic astrology and maybe one day I will open up and study more of modern but right now I just think and if you're if you're starting out with astrology I really highly suggest to gain a very 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 strong basis and understanding in ancient astrology before you jump into modern astrology because this is the base this is what our ancestors this is what the Greeks the Romans what they talked about their notes of the planets and the seven main planets and in traditional astrology the outer planets weren't there. They didn't even know them. So the outer planets are much more associated with the collective than the personal. And there's so much information with just the classical seven. I was reading another book this week. Oh my God, why forget which book it is. It was, is a newer astrology book I got, but sometimes I'll just read out pages. And it said that we often forget how much, um, if you're doing a horoscope for someone, it can sort of be so off balance or you can find any answer you want to find through all of these extra other placements, right? You know, you got the asteroids, you got this, you got this, you got this. That clouds the astrology chart. That clouds the energy. That clouds the mind. I'm not saying they don't have purpose, but, you know, I don't think it's as big as we think. And when we have these seven planets, we can really see, we can really um, understand and translate the birth chart and translate the path in the person. Sorry, I don't know why I just went off on that tangent, ancient astrology, but here we go. So in the sun, general notes that um, this was William Lilly. I think he was in like the 1600s. I can't remember, but okay. Notice that there is nothing here about the sun standing for you, the person. That use of the sun likely traces back to theropist Alan Leo. Theos, why am I, I can't say that? Theosopist. I don't know if I said that right. Alan Leo, who started what we think of as sun sign astrology around the beginning of the 12th century. So that means sun sign astrology did not really begin until then. Everything was off of the rising sign. And your sun sign had a big, your sun had a big purpose, but not what we think here, you know, more in modern astrology. In traditional astrology, you look to the rising sign and its ruler and to the planets in the first house to represent the person. So the sun sign is really not you. Yes, there's a sense because it can represent your ego and power, but it's really not your true identity. Your rising sign, its ruler, and any planets in the first house. So the sun has less to do with identity and more, to, more with glory, honor, and power. 
In traditional astrology, the sun has much more to do with public standing and reputation than it does with identity. The sun overall is related to honor, rulership, reputation, public standing, ranking in society, and government. And again, to add to that, your purpose and, pl- and you know place in life, your ranking in life. Again, your purpose in life and a little bit of your ego. But other than that, that's what it is. Sun and Jupiter have some similarities here, as do Sun and Mercury. Traditional astrology is not centered on the individual human and their welfare. It is centered on the society, the cosmos. Cosmos is from a Greek word meaning something like city or political unit. And it has the same con- um, connotation As our modern world cosmopolitan, a person's natal chart has much more to do with how the person will fit in in the overall order. Individual identity is much less heavily emphasized. The universe in traditional astrology does not revolve around the individual. It revolves around the king who is the center of the collective of whole. Now, the king is the sun, right? That is that is the sun, that is your collective, that is your journey, that is your purpose, that is your power. So when that shifts into cancer, you're playing by the moon's rules and you're playing by the moon's energy. So again, why that gives much more power to the feminine. Okay, I hope that explains. I'll be talking a little bit more next week about sun and cancer. I actually left... Uh, I had all my notes I wrote on the plane and everything, and then I left them at my Capricorn Moon's house because I had to get my car and stuff there, and I was like, okay, I had to rewrite some of my notes, and I might be forgetting something, so when I go get my notebook next week, I might add a few things that I wrote down. Venus trine Pluto, starting today in, we'll feel this through the end of the week. This is a really strong time sexually. This is a time where we... Um, not only, again, feel strong in our feminine power, but feel very sexy in our feminine power. We really want to give in to our sexual urges, but this is going to be a positive one to give in to. You know, give in and, enjoy, and indulge in your sexuality and be free with your sexuality and be open with your sexuality and um, explore. Be free. You know, be free. That's what keeps coming to me. I'm like, be free. We're so afraid to tell people about our sexuality and what we like and what, you know, all of these things, yet our happiness can be free. Venus trine Pluto. This could also be a time where you really end something and something with yourself. I know for me, I've been really trying to get back on my healthy game. I feel like I say that all the time. End a relationship, something with power. Thank you, everyone. That was pretty good for just coming back on vacation. Again, I want to remind everyone that I'm Cosmic Colleen across the board. Definitely want to follow me um, on TikTok. I only sometimes repost on Facebook and Instagram, mostly because I think Instagram knows that I'm making them on TikTok. And so it doesn't really show mine. I don't really get as many views, definitely not compared to TikTok. So I really keep everything over there. Um, Thank you again for everyone. I hope you have a fabulous week. And go be divine goddess baddies, gods too, god goddess baddies out there. Love you all. Have a beautiful day and goodbye.